Welcome. Episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights here with Rich Klein. We're going to talk about Thurman Munson. And uh, thanks to Topps, Panini, Upper Deck, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Heritage Auctions, and Huggins and Scott Auctions. I guess every one of the sponsors would have had some connection at some point with Thurman Munson. There, there are plenty of Thurman Munson cards that are being graded, that are being authenticated. His signature is tough. The ComC's got plenty of stuff there. The card shops, Burbank and Mike's, they're, they're both. Uh, but you're a New York, New Jersey guy yes. and a Yankee guy. So what's it's there, there's more to it than just the guy's cards. Well, Thurman was the first captain of the Yankee after Lou Gehrig. You know, they, they would never have another captain. And then with the way Munson was as a player, I believe in 75 or 76, they, and it was an honor for him to become the first Yankee captain since Lou Gehrig. It's really sad both of them passed so young. Yeah. And the way Thurman passed is even it's tragic. It's tragic. Yeah, so yeah. is the way Lou Gehrig passed. But Thurman was flying home. Well, no warning. Yeah. He was flying home on his off days and he was learning how to fly more and more. And the, and the plane landed in such a way that the other two people survived and he didn't. And he, from what they've said is the two people, you know, tried to get him out. He says, no, I'm not going to make it. You, the two of you get out and survive. Wow. Well, yeah. Uh, do you think he ought to be in the Hall of Fame? No. And really? No, no. He is. Do you think he's not more deserving than Ted Simmons? Ted Simmons is more deserving. And, 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 wow. it, and it pains me to say that, but it's, I but, can't believe, you know, uh, listeners, this is unscripted. I, I am shocked. Rich is the one that suggested Thurman Munson. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with him being in the Hall of Fame. I'm okay with and it. And when they put in, uh, you know, Ted Simmons, I thought, I, I'm just, how does this work? Because I really want to reward excellence. I want sustained excellence, but excellence is more important than longevity. I think the problem the is year. he didn't get the tail end of his career to goose up the counting numbers. His numbers quite aren't there. Because he really well, only has three or four great years. He does. It's like the Roger Maris argument. Well, no, they they goose up his counting numbers, but they goose down his his average numbers. Right. You know that he'd get more RBIs, but he, and his his batting average would go down. Maybe his power would go down. I mean, he his, was his, he was not a hundred percent physically the last uh, year. Near, yeah. In fact, in '78, he didn't hit a homer for like two months, and then in the playoffs in 1978. With, in the game, George Brett hits three homers. He hits this monster homer to the left field bleachers at Old Yankee State or Middle is, Yankee Stadium. Which is a poke. Which is a poke. And all of a sudden, that tired body, how he hit the ball 450 feet, I still don't know. And, but I just don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he and Roger Maris are the two Yankees that people always talk about for being in the Hall of Fame that just don't, they, they, you, they're just under the cusp. And I don't think he's under the cusp for you with respect to, regular season play of statistics, but you throw in, like I said, the, the all-star games, uh, the, and, and the outstanding postseason play that he had in, in, yeah. with, in the, in the, in, the uh, in playoffs that he really rose to the occasion, the captaincy, uh, the tragic passing, honestly, is important. I mean, all that stuff, that doesn't put him over the top for you. No, and it does, and it pains me, but it doesn't put him over the top for me. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. And, you know, I want to say something. He's priced as all famer. He's priced as all famer. In fact, this is going to sound terrible. But the weekend after he passed, I went to a couple of Jersey flea markets with people I know who were selling cards. And I bought every Munson card I could at full price at the time because instinctively I knew how beloved he was and how the market was going to goose up the prices of his cards, right. which it promptly did. Yes. And so it was one of these things where 
so I know from personal experience when we saw it recently with Kobe Bryant's passing, yes, why people do that. Some people do that out of greed. Some people do that out of appreciation, I, appreciation yeah. and it gooses up the value. I don't do that anymore because I now have enough cards and I'm older and I don't want to do that. What I did at the age, what I did at the age of 18 or 19 yeah, yeah. is not something I would do today. And I appreciate it's a capitalistic society and you can do what you want. But on the other hand, you know, I like what Rob Veras and Mike Fruitman did to get the cards. Yes. Notice, notice your two sponsors who have right. card shows both worked on getting those cards back to the community, back to people who really would appreciate right. it. Right. Uh, one of the, um, you know, there's a lot of great podcasts. You've been on some of them, and I hope I we're in those ranks. Uh, and, and we appreciate all the listeners, but, but, but like I said, we're not the only game in town. But many of the other podcasts talk about kind of the Hall of Fame bump. And you and I have been around more than most of these to see that the, it's, it's, it's generally true but like for Thurman Munson, if he did get in the Hall of Fame from the Veterans Committee, would there be much of a bump? There wouldn't be a bump on the 70 card or the 71 card, but there would be a bump on 72 to 79, you know, the last years of his of his life. Uh, I would have always wanted it. It always depressed me that Topps didn't do a card in 1980, an in-memoriam card, and get his career stats and do a tribute card. I think that would have helped as well. But his early cards are super popular. The 70 rookie and the 71 tops condition, the great photo of the player sliding in. And I'll wager, and we're taking this just before we see Topps Heritage, but I'll wager card number five in Topps Heritage this year is Gary yes. Sanchez with yes. a horizontal pose. I will wager. And yeah. we heard we heard from Clay at the William Card Rip that he says uh, he wouldn't comment, but it was yeah. like, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that That would be, it'd be a great, a great uh, throwback tribute. And he's got a 79... Burger King card, and I think there's only a week or two between the time the card got issued and, oh, and his so, really so you, almost almost impossible to have a signed card. If you have yeah. one yeah. or two, I'd be shocked. Last card autographs for situations like that are the, are the tougher ones, uh, not but, the rookie card. But what's interesting, and I know they're not a sponsor, but I actually had a couple. I was doing taking the cards to JSA uh, for a friend of mine. They were doing an appearance, and I think Jimmy was in town, and a couple of balls that had Thurman Munson because the guy's father-in-law is Danny Cater, who was a Thurman Munson right, teammate. Right. And they told me that for as tough as Munson was in in-person signing and all that, almost every team ball, the Thurman Munson autograph is good. Because he's... Because he he's, signed in the clubhouse. He's the ultimate team guy. He's the ultimate team guy. He always... His 98% of the signatures on team balls of Munson are good. Okay. If... The, you mentioned this. If... What is... If I say the, that his last... A person's last card is, the, is his ultimate card, his last card. If I say that his next to last card is his penultimate card, what is the next to next to last? The 77 tops. <laughs> Correct answer, but okay, now let's go the other way. Is that the rookie card, he's got a 70 tops rookie yes. card that he shares with Dave McDonald. Yeah, okay. Number 189. Yeah, okay. So he's got a rookie card and then he has a 71 card. Again, very desirable and condition sensitive. So the aforementioned card number five, that's his sophomore kind of card. What's his third year card called? I wouldn't even call his it the junior ju year. His junior year, but I wouldn't. But you even, can't. You can't. That doesn't make sense. You can't say it's his tertiary card. See, or something. I used. So to, what would you say? I used to use because the first two or three years. I used to use seventy-one as first card alone. I would. Okay. I used to use that term. It never picked up. But to me, I love that term because you had you had, that was his first card alone on a card, and you know, like seventy Lupinella has the tops all-star rookie logo. He had a sixty-four yeah. rookie, a sixty-eight okay, rookie, sixty-nine too. rookie. And then the 70 card is his first alone card. His first alone card. And I always thought there was something cool about a first alone card. 72 is cool for Munson because he's got both a regular and, and an action, action card. Yeah. And it's not a high series card, but it's not a super low series card. Or, so there is, it's in the 400s, uh, I think, so like 43 or somewhere, 43, yeah, somewhere. somewhere around there. And 
those cards are actually kind of neat. No, but again, my point is that rookie card, everybody knows to chase that. Second year card or the first solo card, that, that is desirable. But there's no, I don't, I rarely see very much about the third year card. And there's nothing to call it, I don't think. And I think and that, yet, really, early on, these early career cards of the players, it's like, uh, yeah. So do you see where I'm going? I with? see where you're going. I think it's kind of cool. I'll just call it an early card. And yeah. I think you're, I think we're fine with that. And, you know, Munson's got so many cool cards in that 10 year yeah. period. And I love the, I believe it's the 75 or the 76 SSPC where he's got the full beard on the card that he had to shave because Steinbrenner, when he came no back. No facial from, hair. Yeah. yeah, no facial hair. <laughs> what, uh, any particularly, uh, undervalued Cards. I mean, I assume you don't recognize anything as an overvalued uh, Thurman Munson card, I but think price guide it, notwithstanding. Assuming you are correct and he will make the Hall of Fame someday, yeah. I think the 72 to 76 era of his cards are, are a little undervalued when he makes huh. the Hall of Fame. Because they're not rookie. They're not, they're not rookie. They're not rough, but they're, they're not tough. 76 is his MVP, MVP year. year. It's number 650. Okay. And I think those are a little undervalued. And maybe even 77. 78, there's you mean a, undervalued in a grading sense or in a, just a raw sense? In a raw sense. And, and we've had this discussion before, but I, I'm wondering about some of the other, uh, you know, oddball issues. There's, well, he's got this, a lot of discs. He's got a lot of different things like that, but you don't see a lot going You don't there? see a lot. I believe he's one of the few players. I think he and Jerry Grody are the only two people that appear on more than one 71 Tops Greatest Moment card because they're background shots in Yankee Stadium. Right, right. So, so that Chase, good. That'd those 71 good. Greatest Moment is a really, it's an oversized card. It's a funky shape. Right. Well, it's a tall boy. It's a tall boy. It's a, it's a, it's a horizontal tall boy. That would be a card that if I think you really wanted to have significant upward potential in a high yeah. grade, that would be the one I would get. Okay. What about OPG? Because I think he's got OPG rookie, OPG, OPG 71. He's, he's got an OPG every year. He does not Pretty miss much. an OPG. Well, then they started the, mirroring the sets after. Right. Well, 77 is, oh, a, is a little weirder because they don't really mirror this. They have all the different poses. Yeah. There's a lot of value in the OPG Munson's. A lot of value there, too. I think the, the 70 and the 71 are really good. Okay, I'm thinking about going to the Toronto show uh, in, a, in a couple months. And if I do, what do you think the chances are that I'll find a 70 or 71 OPG months, or 72 even? I think, you, I think you will. I think you'll have to dig a bit. At a fair price? At a, at a price that's reflective of the price guide? Or? I'm not sure because I haven't been to Toronto since 1997 or 98. I remember the last time I went to Toronto when I was working for y'all as that, you know, I was partially a hockey guy at, at that, but mostly a baseball guy. And when I walked around as the baseball guy, people were pointing me, oh, go see this person for this card and go see yeah. this person for these cards. And we came up with so much stuff for the Almanac right. just by people saying, oh, I got stuff for the Almanac for you. I might have actually gone over the $400 limit and had somebody else bring yeah. back some cards so I could be under $400. There, uh, um, there's Yankee fans up in Toronto. I mean, still, you know, baseball is probably number two behind hockey yes. for the, the collectibles there. And they would, they would have stuff there. But, yeah, I uh, think it's about 85, 90% hockey, about 10, 15% baseball on the Toronto show. Yeah. But I enjoyed the Toronto show. I loved going there. It was a lot of fun, I think. And I think you can travel a little more now. I think there's several yeah. shows you haven't been to for a long time that you'll have a really good time at. Okay. Would you be similar to me in the sense that if we're, if, you know, when I, I'm at a show, I'm not, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, I'm not that focused. So I'm looking through a box. If there's something, Thurman Munson wasn't my favorite player or anything, but I respected him. And so if I saw a Thurman Munson that I think looked interesting, you know, I, I'd probably pick it up. I'm like you. If I'm looking at a, a random box and I think the value's there, I'll just buy the card without knowing, you know, that I'm specifically going. You and I, a lot of times, are doing the same thing. We're going through the dime box, the quarter box, remember, the yeah. 50 cent box, the dollar box. You know, I focus a little differently than you do in some extent because I'll look a little more at, and we'll call it older stuff or, yeah. you know, stuff that I know. 
but you and I can go through dime boxes and quarter boxes from the same deal at the same show. We won't have a lot of overlap. Well, again, we're diverging a little bit from the Thurman Munson discussion, but let's let's bring it back this way. And that is that when I'm looking, it sounds like, and I've seen your stuff, you're, you focus pretty much on recognizable players. Yes. And I don't. I actually don't have any problem buying something that is not a very recognizable player if it's an interesting card, because it's when we did our type collecting. And so we're almost out of time. My last question for you, Rich, is how recognizable to the new collector is Thurman Munson? He's been he's been gone for, for 40, 40 years. years. That's a and so when we're when you're at your show, if there's a Thurman Munson in there in one of your twenty five cent cards, and it, it could be a great deal, wouldn't it get passed over? Probably. If, if because because he's not in the Hall of Fame, even though I think you could make a case for it. He's he's borderline. I'm not saying that, but uh, that he that he's absolutely deserving. But but he he had he was. Well, yeah, he, he, he was one of the, he's an MVP. I, I put I'll, a lot I'll, of stock in somebody that won an MVP. I'll throw it out. If I had, and I know they weren't quite as good as Munson, but a Rocky Colavito or a Norm Cash in those boxes, yeah. a lot of people would pass on them too, because they just wouldn't remember. They just wouldn't recognize, because they're, and well, you know, we could do those on another day, because both those guys had amazing uh, runs of, of, of excellence, of excellence, not just being a good player, but being a great player for, for a while. Uh, time's up. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, Rich. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow with another other episode. Might not be with Rich, but Rich is my uh, regular or semi-regular um, uh, participant here in our conversations, and uh, I enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy it as well. And Rich, thanks, thanks for having me, Jim. We'll be back again tomorrow.